0: My wave is so much bigger than your wave. I'm so loud. (laughs) Alright, Charlotte, go. Oh, okay. Every week. Every week. I I don't know why you're surprised. (laughs) Alright, (laughs) friends. Step yourself in. It's now time for the Swing Zing Podcast. With Charlotte and Jethro. I still say it sounds like with Salmon and Jethro. So my name for this week shall be Salmon. Welcome.
1: This is Charlotte. This is Jethro. And this is untangling the miseries. Yeah, we
0: have a name. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. So your weekly podcast where we discuss um, amicably and 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 sometimes not so much um, things that are important to us in swing dancing and things that are going on in the world.
1: very really concise intro there. Charlotte. It is. It's good. good. I'm good with words. Yeah, yeah. And not Flawless. using too many. <laughs> All right, moving right along. Yay! Thank you for joining us. We do start off uh sorry, before we actually talk about the good news of the week, just wanted to let you know the topic for today's podcast. Yes. Just did... a bit of a quick taste of it's about epiphanies.
0: Yeah. So epiphanies that we've had, um, epiphanies that we've witnessed
1: <laughs> and uh and yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah. We will talk about that later. Okay. That's kind so, of good. <laughs> before we get there though, uh just things that have been happening. So Charlotte. Yeah, what, what what happened last week? Just in your little world, in my little
0: bubble. Um, so last week, um, uh, my niece had a birthday. She turned eight, and um, as with every gift that I have ever gotten her or her brother, I refuse to give gifts as in like toys. No, I refuse <laughs> I to give toys. I refuse to give gifts. No, I refuse to give toys because they have too much crap. Um, so I give them books, and and I'm that boring auntie, um, which I'm very happy with, and she loves it. So I, I'm winning so far. Um, And this year she wanted a chemistry set, which I was stoked. Uh, I couldn't find a chemistry set. (laughs) Or I couldn't find one that was not dumb. You know, that wasn't really enough. Um, So I managed to find her this, like, engineering board game that's for little kids. And I was so excited. And she was happy
1: um <laughs> less excited yeah, than you was,
0: no okay so apparently she was very blasé when she opened it but then her dad um was just like no she's actually really excited she's just trolling you i'm like oh, god she's eight already <laughs> wow this is, this is gonna be great um but yeah so she was really excited and just like okay auntie charlotte let's play let's play let's play and then we had to not play because my sister and i couldn't figure out how to play the game oh, we <laughs> were looking at these instructions we're like god Damn it, this is for eight-year-olds? All right. You got stumped by an eight-year-old's game. I was. I was totally stumped. Um, In my defense, my sister was reading the rules, and she skipped over some very important parts. Um, So we had to send Isabella to bed. And they were like, Mommy and Auntie Charlotte are going to read the rules, and we're going to figure out how to play, and then we shall play. Um, So we have figured it out. It's actually really, really straightforward. Like I said, I blame my sister hi Corinne. Um I blame her entirely <laughs> oh yeah because she's totally listening to this oh 100% yeah, yeah. 100% she could be saying this because we sound exactly the same so if like, she ever wanted to pass this off as her own
1: <laughs> so um, when you're all in town bring, bring Corrine yeah, around then we yeah. Can just, yeah
0: yeah it'll be fine she'll did. have the same input as me <laughs> years, years of dancing
1: uh, what about you uh, me, well, uh, I just want to talk about crochet for a bit. Oh, yay! Yeah, You're good at that. Yeah, no, so I'm a bit of a crochet artist in my spare time. Yeah. Um, my sister's put an order in for the little turtles. She loved that. Oh, really? I showed a picture. Yeah, she's, yeah, I go, love it. I'll make her a turtle or two. Um, no, no, I, 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 made a little, um, slipper. Oh, cool! Yeah, my slippers are dying. So just my, one I, slipper. Just, just the one. I'm halfway through the second one. <laughs> But no, as I was coming, as I was doing these little crochet things, I was trying to think of a, of a name for a crocheter, like someone that does crochet. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, Amy came up with the idea of a weaver. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You're weaving. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I thought of hooker.
0: <laughs> Could lead so to confusion, although I, I feel like the context in which you would use that
1: word would be very, very I clear. I think that all crocheters should be called a hooker. They're just all hookers. They're <laughs> just all hookers. You're such a hooker. <laughs> Yeah. you know what
0: I like it I support this yeah
1: so that, that, that was kind of my news from the week yeah. I decided to call myself a hooker
0: yeah well done mm. well done
1: do you get additional revenue from me? <laughs> no
0: so like if you sell a crochet and like you, on your invoice do you
1: <laughs> <laughs> I haven't thought about that yet <laughs> is
0: it going to be a hooker <laughs> uh, so okay. Jethro the hooker
1: Jethro the hooker it has a yeah. certain ring to it doesn't it mm-hmm. Yeah. That's put, my it put it on a shirt <laughs> alright that's enough about us. what about swing zing <coughs> last week oh yeah it was Frankie Manning's birthday we had Yay! World Lindy Hop Day so we did the shim Sham we did this wasn't really Swing Zing this was just Perth based yeah. Australia we, yeah. we decided to open up the, the Zoom room to everyone who wanted to come along yep. and there was too many people like there was on two different windows like I had to oh, like, right. skip <coughs> so couldn't see everyone and the same, like, there was just a lot of people on the Zoom, which room. is
0: awesome. We even had some guest appearances um, from Germany. Yeah, we had Germany. <laughs> we had Germany. We had Tasmania we joining did in. Have Tasmania yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. So,
1: East Coast was there.
0: Um, we did have someone who, um, hi, Mia, um, was planning to come, but realized that she, she what was she doing? She was doing something and then got distracted and realized that she couldn't. So, she jumped on the East Coast. What?
1: <laughs> Good job, Mia. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, she got there in the end, just maybe
1: not um, representing WA. So, yeah, that was fun. So, we got to put that out in the world. So, the entire world did. Shim sham and we got included. Yeah, yay! W A W A. We're trying. Wasn't it from last week? We had all our regular classes. We had the one man dance mm-hmm. um, class, uh, but yeah, <clears throat> it's so, going well. I like the one man dance, and you yeah. did a good job of editing that song so
0: that you can hear it's just a bit clearer. Yeah, yeah, it makes so it that a little was bit easier. Good. And Mick did some cool little outtakes.
1: He did. Yeah, <clears throat> he just cut the little clips of just the step. Yeah, put it on loop. <laughs> Hi, Mick. Uh, so coming up next week, um, so we have heard, I've got so many messages from all you guys, we have heard Phase 3 and WH is coming. So if you've... Onslaught of messages. If you haven't heard about it, COVID-19 is a thing. Ah, is it? Yeah.
0: Is that, is that like a new Danish?
1: (laughs) Um, so... We're going through the, the roadmap. We've, we're in currently phase two. Phase three starts on the sixth, which means that contact sports, that's mm. the one that's kind of more relevant to dance classes, contact sport will be now allowed. Yes. Uh, and then does that <clears> mean zing <throat> will open? Yes. Well, no, that,
0: that's not the about, answer. Charlotte, no. No, 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 saying? No, that, I'm not saying yes, zing will open. I'm saying yes, that is, that is a question that has been asked. Um, and I think it is fair to say that the short answer is we
1: don't know. Pretty much, we're doing research. We're, we're currently looking into it as much as we can. There's a whole bunch of ideas about doing classes where there's no rotation or mm-hmm. rotating within pods. Um, <clears throat> there's thoughts about can you actually catch COVID 19 from touch? Mm. As far as we can tell, everything that we've found is all through water droplets.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, touch in the sense of like if, you know, as we know, if you cough in your hand and then you've got COVID and you touch someone else and then they touch their face, then it can transmit through that. But it's more about like hard surfaces and stuff.
1: Yeah. Like the theory. Is that it can, but. uh, Whether or not that's actually. Unlikely, yeah. Yeah. Most of the cases are all through breathing near someone. And if you're dancing, you're you're breathing near someone for three minutes. Yeah. Very near. Not like a contact sport where you tackle them and then run away. Yeah. (laughs) Is that how you do your contact? (laughs) That's how I sport. Hiya! Hooray! (laughs) It's rugby, right? Yeah, fair enough. Um, Or rugby league mostly. Um, Anyway. Um, so yeah phase three is coming up soon we will let you know as soon as we have a plan of action at yeah. the moment we're just still doing research mm-hmm. we want everyone to be safe as possible so we're we're not opening mm-hmm. the doors immediately um but we may start off doing something soon-ish yeah depends on what we figure out
0: yeah i did hear uh, i was speaking to a customer today at work and I, she uh coaches netball Oh, yeah. And she was saying, we're just having a chat, because it's been really awkward at work, because I, I work in a pretty large cafe, and we're limited to 20 people. that That's it, regardless of the size of the cafe. So having that conversation with guests, and sometimes it's a bit, you know, embarrassing and awkward. Um, and I was having a chat to this lady, and she coaches netball. And she was saying how in order to for them to train... <laughs> she has to write down every between each people every time the ball passes and who passes the ball to who and when and then I'm just like are you out of your mind? It's insane and I'm like how do you even do that? She's like well we have them in groups and then they can't pass like they, they've got one partner and that's the only person they can pass to and I'm like so you can't play the game obviously. It's like nope. Yeah, it's <laughs> so just training. It's just training. Yeah, yeah, okay. Exactly. But I just thought that was insane that, that the amount of tracing they have to do. Yep.
1: Yep, crazy times. Mm. Um so yeah, that's the phase 3 news. Uh Otherwise, coming up this week is our online classes as per usual. Mm -hmm. So Tuesday night, we've got um, fun Lindy 1 and Lindy 2 classes with Monique.
0: Yay! Thursday. Thursday, we've got solo jazz. So this week, um, we are still doing one-man dance. Yeah, part um, three. Part three. the tap routine. Um, Jet and I are still teaching Isa Hop. Yep. um, And then Fiona and Jethro doing some Balboa goodness.
1: Oh, I don't know what we're doing next week. Oh, you should think. It's all right. You've got, like, four days. Yeah. Yeah, we, it's fine. We've been doing a bunch of... Like, we did a Balboa series, mm. and now we've just finished that series, and now we've got to figure out a new thing to do. <laughs> don't. We're so... Pl- we plan everything. Everything mm. is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then, then on Sundays, Sundays... Danica and I are teaching our Lindy 1 and Lindy 1.5 again, which is the, the earlier mm. time. So it's the three yeah. o'clock classes. So the East Coast and New Zealand can join in. Absolutely. See, that that That's kind of next week in Swing scene. What about the...
0: Wow! Well, I win. Hey, look go. yeah, yeah, yeah. I
1: just need the like,
0: warming up time. We should do a pre-podcast. We should just <laughs> do like you know how you have people who come up and like warm up a crowd before right. uh, a thing. We should have yeah. that. I don't think that's how podcasts work.
1: Shh. <sighs> it's fine. We just we just give them a podcast. Listen to before they listen to. Yeah, podcasts. yeah, that's
0: it. We'll have the yeah, just a mini podcast. It's a five minute podcast of us. Work. Like the
1: the instruments in an orchestra that are warming, like tuning. Oh god, or the concert where it's just like all oh, sounds a bit wonky. So in the world of swing, <clears> I have found <throat> a couple of things this week that have happened or that are happening. So there was this weekend three events that I quite like to look of. The Carnival of Swing was an online concert. Mm. So originally, the Carnival of Swing in New York was like this big massive outdoor. Festival, and this year they put it online and they made a uh, <clears throat> Facebook event. And if you scroll through the Facebook like wall, it's amazing. It's like fifteen bands that all have like one or two hour sets. So you scroll through and you're like, "Oh, that band sounds good." Click, and it's just an hour long of them playing awesome. online. So it's yeah, it's a really really good gig. So if you wanted to, to some good based music, out of? Do you know?
0: It was um,
1: a Cap Cap eventy Okay. But I don't know where they are. Okay. So I know that the original um, Carnival of Swing was based in New York, but I don't think <clears> the <throat> school that runs these events, the Capcap Cap are. Cap mm. uh, I couldn't find much information on it. But yeah, I just scrolled through. There's a bunch of good music. So if you want some music, there's that. Cool. Uh, there's also been a really cool webinar. Um, so the Frankie Manning Foundation put up this thing um, by Dr. Christy J. Wells. Um, So the excerpt was, his PhD dissertation was on Chick Webb and the Wiley Housewright Dissertation Award. Oh, and he won the Wiley White House. (laughs) The Wiley Housewright Dissertation Award from the Society (laughs) of American Music. Wow. That just rolled off the tongue. He did well. So yeah, he did this really amazing, awesome dissertation Mm. about Chick Webb Surviving crisis, which was in those those times, it was the uh, depression, the yeah. Great Depression. Yeah, uh, and so they put that. He did a webinar and they put it online because it's kind of a little bit relevant to today yeah. to survive this crisis. This was reliving the twenties in
0: like hundred years on. Yeah, it's kind of. We're, I'd rather we relive it without the bad stuff. <laughs>
1: Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Less bad stuff. Yes. Uh, But yeah, so that's a really cool webinar. If you want to go and listen to that, it's got a whole bunch of information about the Savoy Ballroom and other ballrooms around. I haven't watched the whole thing yet, so I'm planning on going to go watch that. Mm. And then lastly, big shout out to my home crew. So I'm from New Zealand. If you can't tell, my cuzzy (laughs) boos I started dancing in Dunedin, and this... Weekend was the mid-winter ball.
0: Yay! So they
1: put on a, an annual event down in Dunedin. Uh, and this year they had Noni and Shob and Andy teaching via Zoom. Yay! They did an online event. They had free online classes. And so they didn't invite us. No, I know. I again. Just... You do the PFL I, feel, I feel like we
0: need, we need to say something now. Well, we, we are to... now. Oh,
1: that's right. So anyone out there in Dunedin, what's like, up? Like, yeah, come on. Hometown hero here. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> what? Not me, obviously. <laughs> you are going to France and yeah. to your hometown. Yes.
0: Yes. Well, <laughs> Paris. Ooh. Yeah, I'm, I'm, doing... I'm hardly a hero
1: in Paris. <laughs> There's much bigger fish to fry. So yeah, just wanted to say hi to, um, yeah, the team in Dunedin. Mm. Cool. That, that's yeah. kind of the world of swing.
0: Um, yeah. Did I mention the Joe thing? Or should we keep that for next week?
1: No, 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 no. We're okay. doing that now. Okay, cool. So the next <clears throat> section, the next mm-hmm. segment, we've got a new name for. Oh, I, we I, do. I quite like to name of this. I haven't done a, a soundy yet. I haven't done a thing uh, for it. Oh, yeah. But we're calling this next section Echo Chamber Shoutout. Mm. So if you know what an echo chamber is, you know exactly what we're talking about. If, if you, you don't, don't... You're probably confused. That's okay.
0: Oh, you're not going to explain what it is? No, I can figure it out. Okay, cool. So <laughs> you, can, you can Google it. <laughs> um... So, yeah, so for that, I had, um, I was watching a, so Joe Hofberg has a weekly, I guess, vlog, I would call it, um, What You Know Joe. It comes out on Wednesdays. um, And she, one from last, it was either last, I think it was last week, um, she was just talking about a whole, Bunch of different topic things like um, what other dance classes should be you be taking, um, mental toughness, uh, how to be a better competitor and all this stuff. And one of the things that I found quite interesting um, that I quite resonated with was the, um, you know, she, at one point she was getting a bit uh, bored with her Lindy Hop. And I'm just like, my God, you're Joe Hopper. How are you <laughs> bored with your own Lindy Hop? Like, oh, um, but so she started doing a whole bunch of solo jazz. And solo dances outside of jazz. Um, and she was just like, it was really, really cool to just be a beginner again and to just suck at something. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I feel fine. It reminded me of when uh, you and I tried to do hip hop um, for the very first what time. You mean? We're really good at that. Uh, sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, That was easy. That was, Yeah, we nailed that. Yeah, was, yeah. Was, especially the isolations. I was especially good at that. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it is, there is something very, and I think, the, the longer you, the more proficient you become in one style of dance. I think the more important it is to put yourself back out there and and try something that you know you're gonna suck at. Yeah. Just if for no other reason than to empathize with, your, especially <laughs> with if you're a students. teacher, with the students of like, but this is so easy. Why is it all oh, right?
1: Learning stuff is hard. Learning stuff
0: is hard. <laughs> <laughs> like we've been doing this for almost yeah too plus, long, too, too long. long. Um, but yeah, so the, check it out. It's what you know, Joe, and it's on Wednesdays. You can check it out on her Facebook page and I believe on her Instagram. Um, I'm not an Insta person, so I wouldn't know. But definitely Facebook. Cool.
1: All right. So those are all the sections before we move on to our we talking point. We barreled through them this week. Look, we're still at 15 minutes, Charlotte. Shh. We need to get through this way faster. No, we're fine. This is good. This is why people listen. They what? don't
0: want bullet points. They don't, like, you know, download... Efficiency. The... They need all the information as fast as
1: possible. Oh, that's just boring. Then they might as well just look up a web page. No, no, because they can do it while, like on a train or while running they can get all the information they need really that's fast. a quick run what's the point of that run do you get listen to more podcasts
0: yeah, no I disagree
1: efficiency <laughs> stop talking no <laughs> stop talking he says on the podcast <laughs> right Okay. Maybe instructions don't... unclear <laughs> maybe not stopping you get my yeah okay <clears throat> good chat uh, before we go to talking points, did want to do we we do like to thank our patrons? Oh, we do, we do. Um, because you're all awesome. Like we we literally do this because of you. Yeah, thanks, this, guys. Everyone that is out there enjoying this for some reason. Yeah, all, um, all five of you. <laughs> uh, you should also thank the patrons, mm. or the, if you come to the classes, please thank patrons. If anything that we do, we do because of our patrons. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. We're up to 39 now. We've got something else. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Wait, is 40 the new the other limit? Is it 40? Yeah, 40 is the next and goal. And what did you say? You were going to do a routine in that dress? No. Yes, you did. You said you That were. was, no, no, no. So the next, okay. So they've, they've got goals on Patreon. If you get to 40 people, uh-huh. the goal I set was to do a dance to the two meter. That's right. Th- no. two meters erw- two meters please two
0: meters please <laughs> <laughs> <Nah, nah, nah, laughs> no. two meters to... yeah
1: yeah so that's I was going to do a dancing thing to that okay. at 50 I was going to do a full choreographed piece full of patrons okay and at 200 you said
0: no I didn't yes you did you said, you said at said
1: 200... 200 can I change it to 100 no damn it
0: Guys, you're missing out. You all need to like call your friends, tell everyone, because we need to get to two hundred because Jethro has promised to do a routine where he's wearing a dress that he used. was it for the fringe show that you use that dress?
1: Uh the bearded lady thing? Yes it was. <clears throat> so it was a year show. where Jethro had a pretty
0: full on beard, um and it a was a ball gown. It was and a ball gown, yeah, as you do. And so we taught in a class in that, because why not? um yeah so if you want to see that choreo you should definitely tell all your friends to sign up to patreon you can sign up for like a dollar a month it's
1: totally worth it i'm telling you yeah Mm. anyway so yeah thank you all the patrons out there you're Mm. awesome all right talking points epiphanies um we wanted to do this topic because people have been asking about so we're asking people what do you want to hear us talk about yes and people want to know how to get better at dancing yes and so there's a whole bunch of things that we can talk about uh, but one of the first things that came up were, you know, the big jumps that you get in your mm. dancing often come from this, like, single penny drop moment. Mm. And you're just like, oh. oh. So we have a few of epip- <laughs> few epiphanies mm. of our own that we had in, yeah. our, um, in our swing dancing youth. Mm.
0: Um, My, yeah, mine was uh, one of the first ones I remember having was I was in a class And, um, I, the person who was teaching was actually, you know, it follows, you need to, you need to move yourself. You need to move your own weight. And I'd heard this a hundred times, you know, like this is something that, and I've said it now as a teacher a hundred times, at least. So it's something that you hear and you hear and you hear, but for whatever reason that day, it like the world opened up to me because I understood, like it actually made sense to it just made sense to what she was referring to. And yeah, it was a massive moment for me. Um, and it just sort of made me realize that, you know, all those times where you're like, you know, do this thing. Yeah. 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 yeah I do do this thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I do do this thing. Oh, I don't do that. <laughs> and you have that moment of realization of like, if someone is telling you something and your immediate reaction is, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do that. Maybe take a moment to consider that you might not be doing it. Otherwise the teacher might not be, telling you that well no but like all joking aside we often i know i do like when someone tells you you should do this thing and i'm just like yeah i do but if they're mentioning it to me it's likely that i'm not or i'm not consistent in it maybe, maybe that yeah so yeah that was sure.
1: one of mine uh, my one of mine was very mm. similar to that actually mine was with it was the um very first time i did the jedi class with michael Navita. Mm. so there's a swing camp oz a time? I, a year. There was a year. There was a year, Yeah, Went to something I'm My kind of video there. They did this Jedi class. It's where you we started off doing mirror games, and it's all fun and silly and just pointless. Mm. And then... <laughs> They get us kind of like magnetizing our connections. So we're kind of not holding hands, but our hands are still touching. Mm. And we can still like push and pull and lead and follow. But then we did it with no connection. The hands are hovering over each other. And all of our students have done this. Like you, you've probably done this. Yeah, drill, if you've ever been to a swings in class, the likelihood is that you've done this drill. Because when I did that class, the first time I did it, I like my brain just exploded. And there was a world of like, oh my god, I don't have to actually push and pull my follow. They, they can move themselves. They've got legs. <laughs> I don't need to connect with them. I don't... Connection's not important. Oh, my God! Da, da, da. <laughs> and yeah, so that, that was one of my big things. It's the same thing.
0: Yeah, same thing, but from the other perspective, obviously, from the leader's side. And when you put those together, it's amazing what can happen. Because mm. um, yeah. it does... And I can imagine from uh, as a leader as well you can definitely tell the difference like a follower that moves their own body even if they might be slightly late in responding as soon as they move like they move you don't need to add anything to that and it just makes the dance so much easier and so much less um, forceful Hmm. Um, another one I had and this one was quite recent it was this year um, was my Balboa epiphany. <laughs> so my Balboa, Charlotte's Balboa journey. Oh God! Charlotte's Balboa journey began many, 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 many years ago. It's like a it, children's book. It is. Yeah. It was a very boring one. Uh, one I would not get my niece. Um, <laughs> no. So I started, I did Balboa for the first time, maybe in like 2013, 12, 13. Sophie, um, was doing classes and I tried it for like a month and it just, uh, meh. It didn't resonate with me, wasn't interested. Um, I was gung ho on Lindy, so I just dropped it and just didn't do any more Balboa until you and I started teaching together. And you were like, hey, Charlotte, by the way, we teach Balboa. And I'm like, cool, guess I'm teaching Balboa now. (laughs) And I had to learn some stuff. Um, But I'd never been to a Balboa class outside of that. I did, uh, no, that's a lie. I did, when Peter and Lauren came over, I did a couple of their classes. But I had only done Balboa in Perth. And as we know, the Perth Balboa scene is quite small. I'd never been to a Balboa exchange and had been exposed to so much different kinds of Balboa. And, you know, when you're just... That's what's great about exchanges is that you're just drenched in it from every side. Like you can't escape it, whether it's Lindy or Bal or whatever it is you're going to the exchange for. And it just, it blew my mind. It was just like, oh my God, I can have all of the fun that I have in Lindy I can have the same fun in Balboa it's just a slightly different set of rules Um, and it was yeah it was genuinely eye-opening for me and I came back to Perth and I was like all of the Balboa shall happen in my life now and then COVID went ha ha (laughs) and none of the Balboa ever happened again Yeah, but I still I, I'm still very grateful for that moment and to oh you know shout out to um, Julia and John Warrington um, who organize and run that event because it was it's a truly phenomenal event and I hold it very dearly in my heart now because it was yeah it and was, hopefully all the cats join in can <clears throat> happen next year yes I should say the name of the event all the cats probably join should. in yeah, I yeah. probably
1: should well done Jennifer. I mean I was trying to be subtle about you, it yeah, but yeah you're I'm good glad you right. <laughs> <it> out <Yep. laughs>
0: um, so yeah so that was my most recent one
1: yeah nice
0: yeah but ball can be fun. Oh boy, is so much fun! Um, yeah, it, it really is. Um, it, it's a bit of a different learning curve than Lindy. Yeah, but it's yeah, it's
1: good old fun. Cool. Um, so I'll, I'll do another epiphany. Yeah, if go for it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, this next epiphany is a, the the backstory about it has to do a little bit with my background because I started off dancing salsa Mm. so I did a little bit like I did like one term of ballroom dance with a couple of mates and then we started going social dancing salsa none of us knew how to salsa we just kind of went to the bar and watched everyone dance and copied them and figured it out and just learnt socially Um, and salsa is all an eight count pattern it's all like step 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 hold step 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 hold Mm. single time basic for bow but just forwards rather than backwards on the one okay yeah (laughs) so it's, it's the same pattern the entire dance step 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 Step, 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 <clears throat> step, step, step. And lots of fun, fancy moves and all these things. But that's kind of where my brain was. Okay, partner dancing. It's all in eight beats. It fits the music really well. Done. done. Okay, sweet. Lindy Hop. So again, learning socially. <clears throat> I did go to a couple of classes. But my first, like, months, first year of Lindy Hop was all eight count. Mm. Like, it's I didn't amazing do that you were any never exposed six to six count at all. I probably was and just didn't kind of with register yeah and so I remember specifically at a hopper's training in uh, oh, must have my, my first year here in Perth so I don't even know what year that was but yeah hopper's training Robbie was teaching and he did the big spiel of like yes this is a performance troupe no that doesn't mean it's a class mm. still go to lessons to learn your lindy hop come here and learn routines of performance and he said something about a six county thing and I was like what? <laughs> Excuse, I have questions. <laughs> so after class, I was chatting with people and they're like, Yeah, yeah, like most of the class, most of the dance is six count. I was like, What? No, it's not. Everything's eight count. Don't be so silly. And I just had no idea this whole half of the dance existed. <laughs> There's a pretty big chunk <laughs> of the class of the dance. And so um, it wasn't until I started teaching with Sophie that she, I, I have no like particular moment, but I definitely remember my mind being over like, Oh, right, Lindy Hop is a two count dance. Mm. And the idea that a rock step and then a triple step, who knows what comes next? Mm. Could be a rock step, could be a triple step. Who knows what comes after that? Mm. Like, it could be anything. Like, the rhythms, like, the, the eight-count pattern doesn't matter. And when that got shattered and broken into, rather than being eight into twos, it's like... So much easier. Ah. Right. Okay. This is good. It's got structure. Mm-hmm. I, can, I can deal with two-beat structures. And then it's just, like, all of the... The fun stuff can happen. Mm. You've got smaller Lego blocks, so you can make more detailed pictures, so the pixels become smaller.
0: Yeah, and we use, you know, we do use six and eight count as a teaching tool, um, but like you say, like, the reality is it is a two-count dance, and, and you, how you build that is entirely up to you. And so it just took me a couple <clears throat> of years
1: for that lesson to get into my brain.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, this is a really interesting point of, you know, when you have as teachers, how, when you, how do you structure your level one curriculum or, you know, if you do a curriculum, if that's how you work of, you know, you can't, or maybe you shouldn't hold off on things for so long because otherwise people get entrenched in like, it's only eight counts. It's only eight counts. And by the time they realize that there's a little bit more going on by then, it just takes a little time to unlearn stuff, um, and relearn differently. So yeah, that's a, that's a good epiphany to have had. Yeah. Yeah. Lindy hops more than just eight-count moves. It is. Mm. Or less.
1: It is less than eight-count moves sometimes. Um, cool. That's, yeah. that's kind of our four epiphanies that we wanted to share. Yeah. But we also wanted to talk about just epiphanies in general that our students have had. Mm. But also, obviously, if you're learning to dance, having an epiphany is a good thing. Absolutely. Like, massive steps can be had in a very short space of time and imp- like to improve my dancing from an eight-count dance to like a mm. two-count dance, just, it was a massive step up. Mm. And so how do we kind of facilitate that to happen mm. as teachers or as a student? Like how do you try to have your epiphanies? It's yeah, really how do you set yourself up for success? Yeah. Yeah. Um, You've got your fingers crossed. What does do, that mean?
0: Yeah, no, I just realized that another epiphany, um, oh, okay. and this Back was, to epiphanies. sorry, this is just a really quick one because it has to do with you. Um well it does and it's not an it's not a like a, a pointed moment epiphany but when you and I started dancing more together and training and stuff like that um the idea of like just follows just keep freaking going just keep going until you're caught you know you, it's like for example if you do an american spin don't just do the 360 and just wait because if you've ever danced with Jethro you know for a fact that he might not be there <laughs> so you have to just keep going until you're caught um, and dancing with you allowed me to sort of have that realization of like, I it's it's not a set move; it is a set momentum that's given to you, and then it, that needs to continue. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Right, cool. Um, so yeah, no, that, that that was it. That Fair was it. But um, yes, student epiphanies. Um, so I no no no. I'm just trying to think. I'm trying to remember who it was. Okay. Um, I can't remember who it was. It was in one of our classes, and I shared. <clears throat> Um, uh, a trick that was shared with me and that was created my own little um, sort of aha moment of uh, the connection hand connection.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and I was always like slipping out of my partner's hand. Always, 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 always. And so uh, Crystal, hi Crystal, um, shared this way of like holding your hand. And again, if you've done, been in any of the classes that I've teached, I, I usually share this quite a lot because it was so important to me, of like really focusing on your middle finger and letting the rest of the hand relax instead of trying to do the whole L shape type thing. Um, and since I started really focusing on that and practicing that, Um, It changed the way I connect to my partner almost entirely. And so I I do love
1: how you just demonstrated that hand thing to everyone on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. In
0: case you, for for those watching and listening at home, I just, I I, I, I play with, yeah. It's it's just, yeah, it's fine. Maybe we'll put up a little video. We won't. No. Um, But yeah, so I I was sharing this uh, tidbit with um, someone in class, and, you know, class goes on and yada, yada, yada. And they came up to me afterwards and, like, oh my God, it changed everything. And I was just like, yeah. Yay! <laughs> you're welcome because this changed everything for me too like when, when crystal shared that with me i was like this is so great um so yeah it's really awesome i think it's so rewarding as a teacher when you manage to communicate something to your student and
1: it, it clicks and you're saying yeah 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 um but should we talk yeah. about times where we've said something a thousand times oh yeah 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 and then the student <laughs> hears it from someone
0: else so I was talking to Jet, when Jet and I were like, we're going to talk about this. I'm like, oh, I have to share this story because I still have, I have feelings about it. <laughs> so this would have been two, three years ago at Fairbridge uh, Dance Camp down in um, Fairbridge. <clears throat> um, and uh, anne and Bernard Cavassa were uh, teaching. Hi, anne and Bernard. Hi, bonjour.
1: I bet you're listening.
0: Yes, absolument. Um, so yeah, they were down there and they were teaching a Lindy Hop uh, class. And they did a, it was basically a Rueda. Um, So, you know, where you do a couple moves and then the the follow moves along and you do the moves again and you just loop it. And um, basically it was, they started off with a a swing up from closed. And because we were in a rueda thing, everyone all of a sudden ended up smushed in the middle of the circle. And they were like, aha, but you know, when you do the swing up from closed, it should be leads going back, back instead of just rock step. Um, and this is how Jet and I teach swing outs from close. like every single time this is how we teach it and so we were in this class and they taught it Annelette and Bernal taught it this way and everyone in the class of whom I would say solid 80% were our regular students all went like
1: oh you go backwards you go back back
0: and I was looking around and I was going like Jet and I have taught this exact class at least half a dozen times I feel so well part of me feels vindicated because (laughs) you know like they're you know like you know these international amazing teachers are saying the same thing that we are saying but also screw all of you because we have said this so many times and why is it now that someone special is saying to do the same thing that it's now clicking at the end of the day you know as long as things happen and it resonated with people more power to everyone. But there was that moment of like, God damn it! You <laughs> said this thing so many times. That's what I said. It is. Um, but yeah, it just it goes to show that it's not about necessarily what you say, but it has to do with who says it. It has to do with where that person is in their dance you know, life, um, the context of it. So it's an exchange. It's not just a weekly drop-in class. So people's attention is different. So there's a lot of different factors that go into what it means to have an epiphany and
1: what needs to go into that. Yeah. So we're trying to figure out things that, you know, what can cause an epiphany. And so that's a prime example of having an epiphany at a workshop, like a Mm. weekend workshop, which is where I would say a lot of mine have happened as well. And (laughs) I've done far fewer weekend workshops than I've done weekly classes. Oh God, yeah. Um so it kind of doesn't really add up until you take into the fact that at a weekend workshop you have danced how many hours in a weekend? Oh, I think like after five hours of workshops and then three hours of social oh, dancing. 50? Like it's fifty hours of dancing <clears throat> in a weekend. Yeah. So there's literally It's just... a
0: year's worth of dancing. If you do a week one weekly drop in class, it's a year's worth of dancing. Yeah, if
1: you only do one, one hour class a week, that's yeah. true, and no social dancing. Yeah. Um but you've also got these international instructors. Mm who have, like, lots of really good, amazing things to say. One thing is that they are different. Yes. So there's variety. So I know that if you've got a set of teachers who you listen to all the time, they say the same thing over and over again Mm. because they've got their favorite points that they talk about a lot. Yeah. And so having that variety of hearing a lesson from someone else, even if they say it slightly different, they've framed it differently Mm. or they've got a whole bunch of different other things that help them. Having that variety, having so many different teachers teach you in that weekend helps. Mm -hmm. Plus, you kind of listen to them more because you're there to learn intently mm. it's not just like a social fun thing you did and yeah. you've, you know you're thinking about what you're going to make the kids for dinner after you get home yeah there's a different focus you know you're you're yeah. there
0: and you've committed um to being there and to absorbing as much as you can and there's also the saturation yeah you know like jet was saying like you're in workshops all day and then you're social dancing all night and you're exposed to so many different dance people oh. um so you know something
1: something's bound to give <laughs> Huh. So yeah, if you want epiphanies, if you want to improve, those are some really good things to go at. Like, can you get lessons from more people? Mm. Can you get lessons from people who, um, like, uh, kind of higher up the hierarchy? Yeah. So there are online online lessons from these international teachers. And you have to remember that these teachers, um, for a lot of them, not all of them,
0: that is their livelihood. So they invest a hell of a lot of time in the research of not just the, the dance in itself, but like how to teach a class, how to structure a class. What, you know, how do they organize that so that you can have those epiphanies? So they are very well versed in creating that environment. So do as, you know, within what is possible to you. Go to all of the exchanges, go to all of the things, because eventually with that
1: exposure, things, pennies are going to drop. Yeah. So for like our example with Anna and Bernard, we may have been in a class and taught the back-back swing out, but because they put it in a row waiter and everyone was colliding in the middle, I bet they knew that was going to happen. Mm. They I obviously planned that.
0: Yeah, yeah. They planned the failure. We, t- we do classes like that. Okay. So we're going to tell them to do this. Then it's going to fail.
1: Now what? <coughs> So that gives them a reason. That Mm. gives you a point. It goes back, back. Oh, right. So then we don't go forwards. Mm -hmm. It like has this um, consequence or this like uh, the reason. Yeah. The point of the back back makes more sense then. Yeah um other reasons other things that are, other things that cause epiphanies the right time i find is an interesting one
0: i think the right and that goes back to the example i the, the first example i gave for me anyway of the um you know follows move yourself of again i'd heard that how a thousand times just 100,000 times um but i hadn't i'd been f- there were so many other things that I needed to work on in my dancing. Like I didn't know my rhythms very clearly and I, and I was taking massive steps, whatever I was working on. There was too many things to focus on for that to resonate with me at that time. And obviously when it was mentioned to me, I had resolved some of those things. And so it made sense and I was able to put context to it and I was able to
1: apply it in a different way. So it's like in a <clears throat> class, if we teach a beginner class mm. and we talk, teach the backpack swing out. No point. Like, well, no, not necessarily no point. Mm. They just learn the choreography. They don't have an epiphany about it. They might learn how to do it if we do it nice and slowly, but they're Mm. not going to have an epiphany because they haven't learnt another way.
0: Yeah, and that's why teaching any, well, not any, but like limiting the amount of technique that is taught in a level one class is always a good idea because the the students, again, like we're still learning what is, like how to do a triple step. Literally how to do a triple step can be a real challenge for some people. Yeah, it's
1: complicated. Um,
0: So there's no point layering technique on that. when You're just trying to be like, I don't know how to gallop.
1: So what you should say is we should talk less in class.
0: (laughs) Yes. That's why we have this podcast. This is going to be our outlet, our verbal outlet. Um, Um, I wonder if it'll work. I don't know. If we ever go back
1: to real classes. We will see. We'll, We'll find out. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, the other point that I was going to make about this is a, is a little bit of an analogy here. If you imagine a, a blockage, like a dam in a river, mm. so my learning Lindy Hop as an eight count thing was a bit of a dam. Like it wasn't letting me progress any further, mm. but the longer I had that blockage, the longer I had. Okay. And we're back. It's recording again. <laughs> My laptop just died. That was my fault. Um, I
0: unplugged something I should not have unplugged. I did not realize. I thought I was unplugging a fan. Apparently, I was unplugging Jethro's laptop. So, apologies. We don't need the recording device.
1: <laughs> God, if a laptop died, I just thought we lost the whole oh. like, half an hour of recording we just did. But so we then, haven't. So you were talking
0: about uh, uh, dams. So okay. you were Talking
1: about dam blockages. Yeah, yeah. So the the longer you you don't hear something, you don't have the epiphany. Mm. The bigger the epiphany is. Yes. So like the dam was there for ages. Mm. Lots and lots of water had backed up behind it, mm. and then someone was like, "So two count dance, sledgehammer to the dam, <laughs> whack," and they drown because of all the water that comes yeah. rushing down after. So I sometimes wonder if. If you teach a beginner mm. perfectly from the very beginning, mm. would they have zero epiphanies? Because they learn everything correctly. I'm doing inverted <clears throat> commas. commas. If they learn everything correctly to begin with. Because a lot of epiphanies are realizing that you don't quite know the whole truth, mm. or that you've misunderstood something, or yeah. that yeah, there's more to it. So, is it possible to have an epiphany-less student if you teach them well? I. Don't think so.
0: Why not? Because the student will not... Explain. <laughs> Validate your opinion. Ah, crap. <laughs> um, Because in order for... So, in order for you to teach that student perfectly, yep. you need to know exactly what they need to learn at exactly the right time. Yes, I'm not and, saying it's unlikely.
1: Like, it's super unlikely. Is it possible?
0: But, so this is my point. I don't think it's possible because in order for you to know exactly what they need and exactly at what time, they also need to have some kind of... Um, self-awareness about where they are because like i was saying before um a lot of the times you know teacher blah would say like you need to do this more and i'm like i am doing this but i wasn't so it's not just about what um what i think i know um and so what i'm communicating to my
1: teacher but also this yeah but i'm more thinking in terms of like you dance with someone they're not going back back so you tell them to step back back yeah like it's not like do you understand you need to go back back you just make them do it you don't. they don't have to be able to explain why
0: yeah but if to your point earlier if they don't understand the why sometimes they're they'll they'll do it because it's choreo
1: but they won't do it naturally and it won't be so if they do it as choreo and it becomes muscle memory that's just how they do it there's no need for an epiphany because they're never doing it wrong that's Uh, kind of my point yeah because they were taught correctly to begin with so are epiphanies just crappy teaching (laughs) Ha!
0: Wow, I don't oh, I have feelings, but I don't have thoughts. <laughs> um, I don't oh, I
1: <clears throat> is it a result of poor teaching that people have these blockages that they just can't get past, or should we facilitate it? Should we only teach people to do eight count? And then create stump dams them, just create dams everywhere. and then, like, after a year or so just tear the damn down and they go oh my god this dance is amazing and oh my god why did you teach us wrong for an entire year <laughs> it's that's not wrong assuming that someone's it's... gonna stick around that long <laughs> that's true they're less likely to that's stick around that's a big assumption man yeah see I had aerials that get me around so <clears throat> yeah um I, I think hmm I still think we should stunt some students. I think we do
0: unintentionally. So, if that makes you feel any better, I'm pretty sure that there's some students out there going, like, this Jethro and Charlotte business, like, what the hell are they on about? I went to some of their classes, then I went to some different classes, and it was all different.
1: (laughs) Uh, I don't know. Epiphanies.
0: Are they a good thing or are they... I think they're a good thing. I think human nature, just by by virtue of the way, like in in a perfect vacuum of, you know, teaching and knowledge, potentially you are able to teach a student perfectly Mm -hmm. and they will not have epiphanies. Maybe. I just don't think it's... I think that's a theoretical possibility. Okay. I don't think it's a real possibility. So this is more like the physicists will be like, yes, it's possible. And the engineers will be like, no. Nope. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe on paper, <laughs> but but not so much in the world. But the building will fall down. Exactly. Um, hmm. Yeah. Epiphanies. <clears throat> and, you know, there's a, there's state of mind that goes into it, you know, like, are you in a good mood? Are you in a receiving mood? Because I know that there's some times when I will have been in a workshop and for whatever reason, I'm tired. I stayed out too late the night before, which is very likely. Um, and, I just... I won't have any focus because I will not be in the right frame of mind to receive information. So, you know, pure nuggets of Lindy Gold could have been shared with me and I was like,
1: what? Yeah, but if you're the perfect teacher, you wouldn't give them the Lindy Gold at that point. You'd be like, okay, this person just needs to practice. So this would... Okay, so going back to the theory of this, this could only ever happen in private. Yes, yeah. I imagine this happened in private. Because there's things that you've got to do in a a large group. Like Mm. when you can't specifically give individual stuff yeah I'm thinking like so in this world example I've got one student <laughs> and it's not me teaching them I'm just facilitating their lessons with the particular people I think they need to hear the lessons from right in a particular order okay that sets them up to you know take every step nice and small and incrementally mm. and they never have a plateau they just keep going on they I feel like improve just forever you need to speak to a programmer and like put this all into a program and see if it's like a Sims. <laughs> right,
0: simulator yeah <laughs> See if it's possible. The Lindy
1: Hop Instructor Simulator.
0: Oh, uh, I just don't think it would be any fun. Like epiphanies are fun. Yeah, There's they are good. There's such
1: a huge moment of like I've just discovered a truth, people. Aha! Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, that's true. There is benefit <clears throat> in that.
0: And then it just—it's one of because you do have if you don't get those once in a while, you do just sort of stagnate and you lose motivation potentially, or you like
1: what? What's the point? You know, I don't feel like I'm getting anywhere. And so in my thought <laughs> process, I would be doing video analysis mm. of the student of course and as you do to help them along with like no you are improving is to just show them videos of like no this is what you what you're doing like three weeks ago like it's give a them poor student. those physical things this is one of those
0: things like you see in those bad movies where like they're adopted from birth and then <laughs> <laughs>
1: you have trained them as the perfect Lindy Hopper <laughs> they all have no other skill set <laughs> but by god they will dance well they'll be illiterate but they can count, <laughs> can count so only up well. to eight <laughs> <laughs> or 10 because there's a 10 count entry that's right that one ten 10 count move yeah just a 10 um hmm
0: yeah interesting so we'd be interested I mean we ask for feedback every week and we do get some which is really really great and we yeah. really do enjoy it um but if you've had some um epiphanies dance mm. epiphanies um if you think they're a good thing or a bad thing Yep. Um If you remember what kind of context it was in and, you know, what allowed you to have that epiphany and what was what was happening if it wasn't a class um, that really facilitated that. Because as teachers, we would love to know. And if we can create that environment, if we can be knowledgeable about how that needs to happen, then that will just result in better classes. Hopefully
1: yeah. we're going to get a barrage of feedback going like, stop talking. Uh <laughs> fingers crossed that would be the, the best day ever but like you guys talk too much just let us dance more like yes uh, <laughs> five six seven eight But <laughs> we agree we just have uh, dumb things to say okay <clears throat> um yeah i can't think of anything else to say on the world of epiphanies those are the few epiphanies that we've had yep and a few ways to try to facilitate your own like ability to have an epiphany yeah be nice and, I and think open exposure. minded to everyone
0: like yeah um, like a, the, the one I had with Balboa you know even if you're like eh go try something try yeah. something new you know you'll never you, you'll never know where the epiphany comes from unless you try different things so that's different teachers that's different way of learning different like a weekly class versus a weekend exchange versus a private, private lesson yeah. you know there's lots of lots of different ways of learning um so yeah, let us know what works for you.
1: <clears throat> cool. Yes. All right. Uh, I think that's kind of it about epiphanies. We've we'll, we've we'll run that sponge dry. I think is that an expression? No, i just made it up. There.
0: okay, <laughs> we've run that sponge dry. Run, run, isn't I? oh wrong as in Darbury. you Darbury, you and me. <laughs> wrong got it yep no I'm there with you
1: I, I understand what you're saying now okay yeah um, alright I think that'll do uh, moving right along yeah we've got two more segments left we've got mm. the outro which is my favourite part so where yep. I stuff up a song on piano I feel like it's everyone's favourite part at this stage um, <clears> I wonder <throat> if anyone survives through it
0: Yeah, that would be... I mean, I do, but that's because I'm here.
1: And I have have to. (laughs) I know. Um, I enjoy it.
0: I do enjoy it every single time, though. Um,
1: But before that, we've actually got a new segment. We do. So you may have noticed we put the the post of the week, or we're now calling it echo chamber shout out before Mm -hmm. the talking point, so that we can make room for... The, the quiz! The Lindy quiz? Lind- yeah, uh, well, dances. title in progress. Uh, we're not quite That's sure. That's everything about this podcast. Title in progress. But
0: we're getting there. We have a title now. Yeah. And we have different segments. And, you know, there's regularity. But we thought we'd um, make a quiz for you, and by we, we mean Jethro. So, so it would be fun to uh, underline my lack of knowledge. Apparently, it's I don't know what the. Well this no, question no! You is. get to ask questions as well. Do I need to have one prepared now? No, 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 oh, not now.
1: no, no, no! <laughs> this week I've got one already lined up. Okay. So for the shim sham stuff, um, we did a whole bunch of research about the shim sham and about where it came from, all the bit of different pieces. There was one thing that I learned this time. My epiphany about the shim sham from Ooh. last week was uh, about a particular word, and I am curious to know whether you actually know this or not. Okay, and if Not, I want to hear your guesses. Okay. Where did the word shim come from?
0: (gasps) That's my stomach.
1: (laughs) (laughs) If you couldn't hear that online, Charlotte's stomach was just trying to answer. Um, So yeah, there is a story. There is a little anecdote about where the word shim came from. Okay, can I ask questions? Well, I mean, you can. I may not answer them. Okay, fair enough. Um... Is it
0: from, is it like from a person? Is it, is it a, um,
1: a noun? Do you know what I mean? No, it is not <laughs> someone's name So it's not or Mr. Shin. No, exactly. Okay. No, no, it's a, it's a, it's a nice little story. So the answer will be coming at you to your ears at the start of the next episode.
0: You have <gasps> to you, wait I, an entire are you week. Are going to tell
1: me after? Or do no. I have to wait? Damn it! <laughs> wait until next week oh no uh unless you already know and then you then you get brand new points
0: yeah um i remember there was a time when it was uh you were trying to make me guess a password um and that <laughs> that password was was uh shim and i you were trying to explain it to me without saying the word and we were there for like 40 minutes <laughs> and i was like just give me the goddamn password jessera and you're like no but let me let me let me Make you guess. I was like, oh my god, I have places it's to go. Because it means that you're more likely to remember it. This is true. I've never forgotten it.
1: <laughs> um, it was hilarious, though. It, it did work. It worked very well. Well done. Cool. Well All done right. indeed. But, well, now I've got a little story about where the word shim comes from. Oh, cool. Yeah. 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 Um, cool. All right. It's so unrelated,
0: but can I tell you one uh, little story that I. Uh... We're at 50 minutes already, Charlotte. Okay, okay it's really quick. <laughs> did you know that a buttload is an actual unit of measurement? <laughs> It is. It's a type of measurement. It's a type of barrel. So you had different sizes of barrels when, you know, like wine and stuff was, was oh, transported yeah. in barrels. You had like, you know, the little ones and the bigger ones and all of that. And a buttload is an
1: actual type
0: of barrel. <laughs> so you can say that that is actually a thing.
1: That is that is entertaining. It's I, good, right? That is a pretty good fact.
0: Okay, so now for everyone's favorite part.
1: It is the outro with Jethro. <laughs> da, 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 da. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Hang on. So um, we pick a, well, Charlotte picks a random number. I punch it into my Casio. Yep and then it comes up with a random tone uh, I think we had um, some spacey one one week and we've had I think a synth last week but yeah. what's it going to be this week Charlotte so this week we're going for number 21 please 21, 21. Is the number 21 I will play the outro um, feel free to stop listening at this point there's no more extra talking at the end of this we're, we're literally this is the end of the podcast this is it this is it thanks for listening team thanks guys see you and, next week uh, sorry see right. you see you listening to this next week yeah.
0: Yes. Hear you next... No, not even hear you. Okay. Go, <laughs> Jennifer.
1: Casio Keyboard.